If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Man, this one is going to be fun. I don't, I don't think so. Well, I, you know, I, I quite enjoy calling out, uh, let's call it mainstream media's antics. So, yeah, but, but I hear you at the same time. It's a pretty, pretty serious yeah. discussion. Yeah, definitely. It's well. You know what? I think we could both agree that it's a, it's an exciting time <laughs> in the country's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh, got the what the uh, family what's up chats bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, no, no. I'm you know I'm kidding. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, uh, in preparation for me to prepare for the show, I was. Uh, I was having conversations with people, um, those I agree with, those I don't disagree with, mostly with those I disagree with, um, mm. to help me understand. Um, because sometimes, I, you know, sometimes we kind of get in our own little bubble and, and get in our own little wave. And it's helpful to understand where other people are coming from so you can better understand where you're at and how you're seeing things, making sure that you're not being biased. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the conversations I'll say this, Joel. The conversations that I were ha- I was having with people I disagree with were, was very helpful and insightful. And so, at least, hopefully, Lord willing, I could speak with some nuance in that. But, uh, but let me, okay, let me, let me, for the listeners, we're talking about the Freedom Convoy, twenty twenty two. So, I, I, I got I, maybe I should be a little honest with the listener before we jump right in, because. You know, I'm I'm recording from from. Well, I don't. I was trying to think of a funny way of putting it, but but I'm in Florida. <laughs> um, you know, Why are you in Florida. Of uh, January 21st, the last possible day for me to leave the country <laughs> without, uh, let's say, extra scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Me, me, and the wife and the kids. We packed up, drove 25 hours straight to Florida. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, are you coming, oh, are you coming back? That's what I want to know. I mean, (laughs) depends on the outcome of this show. Let's, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you know, part of me is, is like, I mean, my plan is to come back, was to come back at the end of February, but when I left, you know, this, this freedom convoy was, was, let's say a twinkle in someone's eye, or it was probably more than that. It, It was let's say being strategically planned. So for me, I I left going like, I don't have any hope for Canada. Like I didn't, the trajectory was like, okay, yep. Basically, you know, great reset world economic forum. Basically Canada looks like the prime test case. And and obviously that's a little bit tongue in cheek, Mm -hmm. but, but the point is the trajectory was was basically totalitarian sort of hyper socialist trajectory like you know and and there's a great great talk that that a friend of mine sent me right before we had this um so today is is monday for for the listener let's put a little bit of context 
Uh, House of Commons was going off tonight. Apparently, it was insane. You know the the like finally, apparently, our politicians were debating COVID, which which wasn't a thing for the last two years. You know, we sent essentially suspended democracy, uh, which which I would argue uh, is partly why we are where we are with this freedom convoy. Um, so, but my point is, I left. And and part of me is a little disappointed because I wasn't around to to see some of the convoy. Although I I'm sort of glad I don't have to wrestle with the idea of protesting in minus thirty degree weather because it's too far for me to to make that choice. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I remember a week and a half ago watching the videos of the convoy, watching the like the people cheering it on, and and just. F- for the first time during COVID having hope like that, that there was a chance to restrain the tyranny that has been going on. And, and when I, I use the word tyranny, because some people might think the rights violations are justified, but they're still rights, just uh, rights violations. And as I said, we've suspended politics. We've suspended democracy and just done it in the name of fear without a real debate about the benefit versus the cost. And so this was something going like, okay, we ha- I, there's a reason for hope. And, and partly the hope was from the manner in which Paul, and this continued after the, the convoys driving through Toronto and all the different places, the, the politicians and the media were talking about it in a way that was not reflective if you actually saw things for yourself. Right, if you saw some guy standing on a bridge with a video just showing the people that were cheering as it was going by, and then you hear what the politicians are saying, you're like, these are two totally different, totally different realities. And and so I've seen that perspective. I think you would agree to some extent. We've seen that in mainstream media for a long time. And this is sort of the first time, or or sorry, this is a great example where that blatant lying in the media is going to potentially come to a head. So again, multiple reasons that that I've really had hope, even though I've sort of been watching from afar and unable to participate. So, um, sorry, I know I, I sort of side-railed a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. What yeah. uh, What about you? What What have you seen so far? And then we can, in terms of, and what is your you know initial takes on it? Yeah, no, no, definitely we're, we're, we're witnessing history. And... Um just um, trying to uh, put pieces together, uh, be patient, watching, asking questions, reading, um, being, you know, quick to hear, slow to speak, mm. and, and see what's going on with this thing. Uh, for the listeners, um, we're going to get into a little bit of background of the Freedom Convoy, uh, and then we're going to get to uh, a survey that was uh, put out by CTV on uh, how Canadians feel about uh, the convoy, and then uh, some social media feedback that Joel and I got uh, from some listeners on what they thought on the issue. And then, of course, Joel and I will answer the question, uh, do we think the convoy will achieve the goal of getting the vaccine mandates lifted? So I, I almost gave a spoiler, but I, I figured I'd keep my smart Alice comments till the end. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> if, 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 try to, try to. I, I held uh, back. I held back. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So for those of you who don't know, and actually there are people who don't know. I, I, I was talking with people who, do, who don't know what's going on and didn't know that mm-hmm. it, that it's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, the same thing I talk about being in a bubble, um, not them, not necessarily us, but just, just being in a bubble and whether you don't watch the news or you watch a particular news, um, so yeah, so this, this might be helpful for those who want more yeah, of a background. I, I want to reference a video. I won't put in the, I, I won't say I won't put in the show notes, but the chance of me finding it for the show notes, because there's been so many videos is tough. There's a video at Vaughn Mills when there was like a stupid, like literally there was like 2,000 or 10,000 people at Vaughn Mills and, and a bunch of people caught CBC pointing the camera to like the tail end, but made it look like a couple hundred. And so my point, the reason why I bring it up is like what you just said. There's a bunch of people who don't know. Well, why? Because mainstream media has been continually downplaying this. Oh, a couple thousand people at Parliament Hill when there's like tens of thousands of people, right? Or or the Von Mills example that I just gave, right? They try to set up a camera pointing at the tail end of a group when if you point the other direction, it's just this herd of people. And so um, that was one of the a great video that I remember seeing early on again, when the convoy was coming through Toronto um, of, of just why, as to why some people have no idea. Right. And then obviously why some people think this is a bunch of uh, white supremacist racists. Um, and, and I'll have a, a great uh, Instagram page, which is called POC for freedom convoy, which is people of color for freedom convoy. Um, that's a pretty good uh, Instagram page to dispel the myth uh, that this is a some sort of white supremacist or or some ridiculous racist movement or something along those lines. So, okay, what what uh, what did you tell those people who said they hadn't heard anything or didn't know about it? Oh, <laughs> no, um, I I kept it simple. Um, and, and again, I, I was trying to preface my words and and not try to sound try to sound just try to sound as unbiased as I could uh, without trying to influence the person's perspective to kind of hear where they were coming back, coming from uh, just so I can kind of get gauge where they're coming from um, by them initially hearing what it was about. Uh, so for those who don't know what it's about, um, the Freedom Convoy is an ongoing protest in Canada against COVID-19 vaccine rec- requirements for truckers to re-enter the country by land introduced by the government of Canada on January 15th, 2022. Originally composed of several routes um, traversing all of the Canadian provinces, the truck convoys converged on Ottawa on January 29th, 2022, with a rally at Parliament Hill. The trucking convoys were then joined by um, pedestrian protesters. And the protests continued into February. So, um, for for context, where did you what got a little source there? What is that? What was your source for for that commentary? Because there was one thing I wanted to point out. Oh, oh no, that, that oh no, that, that that's from Wikipedia. Okay, okay. So the one point of correction would be that from the beginning, this protest has been about all mandates. So it's been about removing all mandates and restoring all freedoms for all Canadians. And, and really, um, the sort of anti-vaccine, you know, anti-vaxxler has been used as a means to pigeonhole them 
you know, that's why you hear Trudeau constantly say 85% of truckers are vaccinated. This is a fringe movement. Well, the reality is the movement is largely full of both vaccinated and unvaccinated people who are sick of all of this and saying we're done. We're And so the, I would argue it was the straw that broke the camel's back in the sense of oh you want to you want to give us even more reason for supply chain issues by reducing the number of truckers um and, and that became a catalyst for everybody to go clearly they just want to continue to control more rather than actually find a way out of the pandemic and so this movement from the beginning has been against all mandates to restore all freedoms for all canadians um, so yeah, just, it, it doesn't surprise. Oh, that's why I was wondering where you got it from, but Wikipedia totally makes sense and totally as to why it would be a little bit biased in, in the way it's described. I, 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 I thought, I thought, the, <laughs> I thought the Wikipedia was pretty good. Yeah. Thought, well, that's, I mean, I other than, other than, the, it. no, other than the one thing at the beginning, right. Saying that it was a protest against the trucker vaccine mandates. Uh, it, it, I, but I, that's what I thought it was, but no, but I would say it, it was part of it. It was the catalyst maybe, but it was okay. Ne- yeah. Was well, that, never, that's pretty accurate. No, but it was never what they were protesting. They were always protesting all mandates. Like, so yeah, the people at Parliament but, but even But as initially, as a catalyst, like you said, you know, um, initially when the news broke, they were probably mad because they were mad because they had to get vaccinated. And they're like, you know what? Let's just make this no, a big thing. But this is the thing. Like, it's, it's like the people involved are largely vaccinated individuals. Like, mm-hmm. this is what, and, and from the beginning, when we've had these conversations, I said the only, this only changes when the vaccinated stand up. Right, because the unvaccinated are largely maybe they are a fringe minority in Trudeau's words, but that's why he's been so ignorant of the reality that it's not the unvaccinated that are protesting. It's both vaccinated and unvaccinated. It's people that are like, okay, I did what you told me to, and I'm still locked down. That's why Jordan Peterson's talking, right? Like Jordan Peterson's all over this now. He was he got vaccinated early on. He had some great quotes, something like, you know, you told me. To, to get vaccinated and now you still won't leave me alone he's like i'm done this is stupid like mm-hmm. you know well, you, you sent me you sent me um a survey from ctv news mm-hmm. um, was that the, i think it's ctv ottawa too ctv was well, it said ctv news and it said uh, it was a quick poll january 25th 2022 uh do you support the truckers convoy coming to ottawa and it showed 78% mm-hmm. said yes, 22% said no, right? 28,999 people voted. Yeah, and I would say you can. there's been a number of polls, similar ones, right? Um, I saw one recently. I'm going to try and see if I can pull it up. Um, you know, it was basically something like, should the tr- protesters be shut down and something like 90% were like, nope. <laughs> um, you know, and then, I mean, if you look at the poll right now from, from CTV news, Ottawa, of course you get this very loaded question. Are you optimistic? The occupation in Ottawa will end soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's there for the most part, you know, okay. So January 31st, is it time for the truckers' protest to end? So this is CTV Ottawa. Um, 20,000 votes. Sorry, 28,000 people voted. 75% said no. 
on January 31st that it was time to end the protest. It looks like that's uh, that's sort of the last one there. Well, other than this occupation one, but even that has uh, only 3,000 votes and 80% said no. So every vote that I've been seeing regarding the protests, the mandates, all this stuff has been going very much in agreement with the truckers protest or, or maybe demonstration is the better word. So it's, it's, you know, the idea that this is a fringe minority again, just unsubstantiated and, and it's pure politics demonization. But what that's sort of what we should be expecting at this point from from our politicians no yeah well <laughs> um i thought i thought it was kind of funny um just looking at the um well look well looking at the survey it was still i think i think it was still i don't know i i would like to see i'd like to see some current numbers and and see how many more people voted um to get like a larger number of people voting um just to make sure that it isn't just, um, just you know, early hype, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something I was just trying to, uh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really sold on 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 the numbers too early. I don't want to get uh, too excited, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 get uh, get sucked into the hype, but um. <laughs> But yeah, but 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 essentially, you know, it, it, yes, it, it shows that it seems like people um, are tired and are, are looking for um, looking for uh, another option, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's pretty cool. Well, and and um, so there's a an Angus Reid poll that. Um, a friend of mine just posted saying, you know, fringe as the comment. And the Angus Reid poll is that, um, is it time for to end restrictions and let people self-isolate if they're at risk? And agree or disagree, every province, with the exception of uh, Atlantic, maybe, ATL, um, says agree more than disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the total of Canada was 54% said agree and 40% said disagree. Now I would Ooh, say okay, it's okay. still pretty divided, but that's a, that's a bigger question without going down the rabbit hole. This gets into the whole, you know, George, uh, a couple of Joe Rogan podcasts, the comments about mass formation and things along those lines. Um, but there's a, a really good video I saw from this guy, Viva, Viva Frey. This uh, former lawyer out of Quebec who's now a YouTuber, basically standing in the middle of Ottawa and on both sides of the street was the protesters and the counter protesters. He's like, this is literally a scene out of V for Vendetta with the, with the way the culture is divided. Mm. Mm. And, and- yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, no, it, yes, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's definitely a polarization right now with, with, with the culture. Especially in Canada, uh, I think you know what was going on at the trucker convoys and seeing people on the bridge. Um, I think was the most visible sign of unity mm-hmm. um, that 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 we've seen um, for those um, who who disagree with with the mandates. And <laughs> um, somebody messaged me, and they're like, 
yo, Darnell, you know, are you, are you going to go out uh, to the bridge? Are you going to go out, you know, to, to support the truckers? And I was like, minus 25 <laughs> degree weather? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yo, honestly, man, this is how you know. This is how you know. Dude, people, I agreed. Hold on, hold on. This is how no, you I know. know where you're going. This I is agree. how you know people are locked in. And at that point, I realized, you know what, man? You know, as black people, you know, we like to think we're tough. <laughs> but yo, man, like seeing all those white people out there freezing their butts off. It's um, not just white people. No, hold on. Look, <laughs> yo, I'm, 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 yo, I'm, I'm top. This is this is why I'm on the podcast. I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking for a particular minority group. Yes, there were some who didn't mind, but I'm speaking for another section, not the whole group, not the whole group. All right, just a section <laughs> that, like, I got to keep it 100, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cold. And the point I'm making, Joel, is that mm-hmm. really inspired me and showed me, mm-hmm. um those people's dedication like it wasn't like mm-hmm. summer gee it wasn't like you had your lawn chairs out there and people were out there drinking a beer like like that was sending me a message and and, and again it made me feel a ways where i'm like oh man like yo these guys are really dedicated to the cause right and and like i said like yo yo these guys are tough man they're tough um you know to stand out in the cold and just to support and to support um the truckers in their movement, I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, this is, um, this is definitely, uh, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How, how about, how about you? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you're in Florida, but, but if you were down here, you would have attended. Um, I, I mean, I, so I've gone to, in the summer, I went to a rally. I went to one of the, a couple of the, I think I went twice, but I went with like my whole family. Right. So I think, you know, going with my kids would have been sort of like, you know, no chance. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, but dude, uh, the stuff I've seen, like, I would have loved to have been able to go to Ottawa. Although yeah. apparently uh, Trudeau and his, you know, unlimited coffers has bought up a whole bunch of hotels so that they couldn't, so too, not too many people could have showed up this past weekend. Yeah. Well, um, actually, I'm actually, I'm, I'm planning, I'm planning to possibly go down to Ottawa um, for, journalism purposes and um <laughs> histo- and as a, and as a historian history? yeah no and and of course for the podcast but also like yeah me as a as, as a, a, a history teacher i know i'm not a prophet um but i play one on the podcast mm-hmm. i know that this will definitely be um a lesson plan an essay a constant conversation in canadian history so i want to be able to say like okay i was a part of it i seen it um, mm-hmm. on the ground level mm-hmm. and what it was really like and felt it kind of like, you know, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, um, but kind of like the Raptors winning um, the NBA championship. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing, mm-hmm. it's one thing when the Blue Jays win or the Maple Leafs win is just Toronto celebrating, but it's another thing when a whole country celebrates something um, in, in unity. And I, 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 what's interesting is that the, um, what we see with, with the convoy is that the, the celebration um, mm-hmm. is 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 about canada and looking at it like comparing it to the you know black lives matter um protests um the difference is that um the the truckers are 
are are joyous. It's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Like people <laughs> people are are singing, people are dancing or trying to dance. Um, I'm here. I'm hearing Christian worship music. Um, I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot of laughter, a lot of playfulness. Um, yeah, and 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 it's one of those things like okay, I'm like oh, and, and singing a lot of singing of the national anthem, and I and I, and I and I love I love the singing of the national anthem, right? That, mm-hmm. that that's what that's my fight music. <laughs> well, I dude, uh, I, I'm glad you say that because like I, when I said about having hope, you know, part of what I'm talking about is like I I used to be prideful to be Canadian. Now part of that was like the hockey you know, component, like we always, you know, we're, we're the top of the world in, in hockey for the most part. And, and I, you know, I identify as a hockey player, if you want to call it that. And, and, but, but realistically, all of this last two years, I've sort of been like, I'm not going to wear a Canadian flag on my shirt anymore. You know, like I got, I got a pair of roots pants with a Canadian, you know, little emblem on the pant. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. That's good enough. Like, I don't want more than that, you know, like, like I st- you know, just, and, and, but, but, uh, this, this protest has made me prideful again to be Canadian, to be like, okay. so hearing the national, seeing those songs, like I had a sense of pride and joy, but also like, dude, we're a catalyst for so much. Like the, the convoy, basically convoys being started around the world, like, Australia's got a convoy that apparently is like, I, I haven't checked in on it in the last couple of days, but like I remember seeing something where they basically set up camp in, in much like their capital city. I think it's called Canberra or something. Um, it's a city that nobody heard of, much like Ottawa. Um, you know, everyone thinks, you know, Toronto is the capital of, of Canada, who's not from Canada, right? Um, I think the similar thing with Australia, like I would have thought Sydney or, you know, the other popular cities. So, but my point is, They've had a convoy there. Apparently, they set up a camp. The police raided it, so they set up like four more as a place because more convoys just kept coming. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Australia is getting a level of pushback too. And it's and it's Canada that was the catalyst for this, right? Um, this and and part maybe that's partly because our convoy took four days to get across the country, and and so there was a constant sort of like building behind this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, but yeah, I've really like I, what you've said is I've heard so many stories, whether it be, I was, you know, I have a, a someone sent a message in a group I'm in, you know, I'm in, they're in Ottawa cause they're families, truckers. And like, I was setting up a prayer meeting and I thought like 10 people were going to show up and a hundred people showed. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, but interesting, interesting. Yeah. But there's also this level of like, I don't care, dude. I've seen flags from, or not flags, but like posters about, you know, um, people from the pride community sort of being like, uh, you know, in on this and, and just different, all these communities, whether it's like, you know, um, there's, what's it, what's that dance called? It's called the Baccarat, the, the Indian dance. I'm probably butchering it. I know, I know Bacchanal, but maybe, I, know, maybe that's I, don't what, I don't know. I saw it worded, but anyways, the point was, I saw a, 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 a Instagram post that was like, "This is the only time you'll. This is like the once in a while you'll see the dance with a hockey stick." So the guy's got a Canadian flag on a hockey stick, doing this like Indian dance to Indian music at Parliament Hill at a protest. Like it's a yeah. party, yeah. bro. In a way that, like, like you were talking about contrasting with BLM. Like, I was gonna say that, like. 
I mean, I, I saw the protest and, and I would almost say anger for the most part from those protests. But mm-hmm. this, and, and, and rightfully, rightfully yeah, yeah, no, so. I'm, I'm not necessarily so. saying like yeah. there isn't, but, but yeah. you could it's say a different, it's a different vibe for real. But yeah. you could say there's a lot of reason to be angry or hateful from these people. And and the 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 truckers are doing the complete opposite. They're like overtly trying to be nonviolent. Over you know, anyone who steps out of line, they're demonized and condemned and told to go away, right? So you know, I don't know if you want to go down the whole like Confederate flag, Nazi flag stuff that showed up, but but you know, perfect. I know. We, 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 we can hit that. We can hit that on another episode. Because uh, yeah. we have because we, we have feedback from some of our listeners uh, that that we gotta uh, touch on. Gotta yeah, shout yeah, our, yeah. Our, our people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So so there was a question uh, that was posed um, on, on on my social media. I put, uh, "What do you think of the trucker protests? Uh, will they achieve their goal?" And so th- this was good for conversation to hear what. Um, what, what different people thought, and, and some people inboxed me um, quietly on the low, and, <laughs> and then some people um, <laughs> addressed me in public, but I'll read some of the comments. So one person uh, said, uh, in response to the question, no, strength in number uh, when the voices are divided. So no strength in number when the voices are divided. And then another person said, I hope so. Another person says, only God knows, praying hands and a heart. Another person said, uh, good on them for protesting, knowing Trudeau, this isn't enough. Another person said, I think the protest is good. The government is too stubborn uh, to cave, but it will make a massive point. Another person said, they can't even really articulate their goal. So no. Um, Another person says, love them. Yes. Another person put no with exclamation point. Um, and some some doofus said, uh, restore rights and freedoms beyond their wildest dreams, worldwide inspiration. <laughs> Calling me a doofus? <laughs> uh, the listeners are probably like, what? What's Darnold talking <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that was that was Joel who uh, who um, put the last inbox. Comment. Yeah, yeah, with the last comment. <laughs> but um, yo, shout out to our guy, um, Tony Lemma. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, so he 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 gave me uh, he gave me and Joel an in depth answer. Hi, I'm Darnell Samuels. You may remember me from such podcasts as. Thanks, Coach, and the Sixth Sense Report. When Joel and I are not studying for the next episode, we're paying bills for hosting and production. If you want to help us out, you can make a donation of any amount by clicking the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. If you broke, don't worry about it. You can subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast catcher. If you did this already, then you can share the show with a friend. Joel, Jeezy, and I appreciate your support. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. So, um, a most interesting question, Darnell Samuels, and it's because of 
questions like these in my own mind that I listen to the Sixth Sense Report so intently. So many episodes can be said to revolve around this very question. I'd begin by first saying that I stand against all violence and all hate, and I don't condone the actions of any of the bad apples in the protest. I never have condoned such actions in any protest or civil disobedience activities. I would argue that at heart, this issue begins with our current federal government. They have been peddling in divisive po politicking in gaslighting as a divide to and conquer approach to, agree, uh, to governance. We've seen this almost everywhere, and it has divided Canadians. I could speak at some length at this point and cite numerous instances going back to when Justin Trudeau became the leader of the federal Liberal Party. All this has been from a leader that dressed up in blackface on numerous occasions prior to his political career. However, what's needed is that is not just better leadership, in my view. What's needed is for us to address our representative democracy in a more meaning, meaningful way. That would mean legislative, electoral, and democratic reforms. Our first past-the-post system has actually brought us to where we are today. We need proportional representation, citizen-initiated surveys and referendums, and citizen-initiated recall laws. We need to bring power back into the hands of the people so that as we confer power onto our elected officials, they will continue to listen to us even after they are elected. Thank you, Tony. Tony Lemma. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, Joel, what, what, what's your take on this? Well, um, I mean, I think I think he's got a lot of good points. I uh, I did reply to him on that that comment. Uh, I won't go into much of what I said, but my only I don't want to say it was a pushback because I, I was basically agreeing with him. But I thought there was other aspects um, of our system we need to address, like the fact that you know um, lobbying is such a problem, where politicians, you know, they I think what Tony's sort of getting at is they. They run on how to get elected, and once they're elected, they listen to their lobbyists because they're refilling their coffers for the next election, and, and the people don't refill their coffers. The people only fill their votes, mm -hmm. and, and so um, I sort of, the, the feedbacks I gave were sort of along the lines of how do we limit the lobbying? How do we, and, and I, really it's basically power that the government has that is abused and exploited. And so um, I don't disagree with him in any regard uh, regarding the changes. Um, I think one of the things I was thinking about, and this is sort of, um, I think it, uh, and for, at first pass, it wasn't intuitive to me, but um, if you get to first pass the post, I also want more conservative parties. Right? Um, because I actually want a bigger diversity. So some of the, I would argue, some of the stronger um, political environments are those that have like nine parties and they all have representation. And what that forces is you, you don't, you no longer have solutions that are only for select groups of people. Because nine parties, like if, again, if you're using sort of a proportional voting system, 
you now have to appeal to a diversity of perspectives, not just the ruling party who got enough votes or the ruling handful of parties in our Canadian minority government system currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, but, you know, assuming they're not going to suspend democracy like we have, potentially you have a greater ability to restrain the tyranny and, and prevent, you know, um, the, the totalitarian government from, from taking over. Not to say that we're there, but, you know, if we want to prevent the Pol Pot, the Mao, the Stalin, you know, the Hitlers, part of it is how do we prevent them from gaining power and deceiving the people? Um, and I think proportional voting systems have have actually some rationale as a means to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think one of the uh, some of the questions or the pushback I was getting behind the scenes was um, some people were, were were saying like, okay, well, again, are you being loving to your neighbor by pushing for the truckers or being for the truckers? Um, because the truckers, you know, they don't represent all Canadians. And there are some Canadians who think that, um, especially Christians, um, who think this is not loving and this is not, a, this is not uh, something Christians sh- should be supporting. So as much as, um, you know, you said like, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that came in on the prayer meeting or people may be singing worship songs at, at, at these events, there are still a group of Christians that disagree about um, this issue. Well, what, what, what would you say to them about that? My first question would be, have they read Proverbs 29? Oh, oh, what's, oh, Proverbs 29. Hold on, let me look that up. <laughs> so it's, it's verse seven. Um, since, since you're Googling it, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but Go- basically. Google it, man. I got my Bobby. I don't, I don't Google, I'm, man. I'm just, I'm just Sword drill, it. Sunday school, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually have my Bible in front of me, but, but I hear you flipping pages, so I'll let you get there. But, okay. but 20, Proverbs 29 talks about 29, 7. 29, 7. Amen. I, I, amen. Pastor Joel, Joel it Steen. Is in a reference uh, to. Okay, let me read it. Let me read it here. Uh, Proverbs 29, verse 7. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. So the, the point here is that, do you, like for me, if, if, if Christians and churches are not concerned about the violations of the, of, sorry, the violations of in other people's rights, my question is a number of questions. Do they understand what rights are? Do they understand the history of constitutions? You know, circa Andre Schutten, Ezra Institute, and, and the education that comes, you know, through that. Do they understand the idea of three branches of government? Do they understand the, the ultimate laws of the land being, you know, the constitution and not the elected officials? And, and so I bring that up to say, if, if you don't comprehend that rights are being violated, I would say, is it because you don't understand rights? And yeah, well I, I, well, I guess part of it too is the right is that, you know, like we're trying to, um, consider others uh, more important than your more important than yourselves and of course right love your neighbor and so loving our neighbor is protecting them by getting vaccinated well but i would say that's an oversimplification right that's pigeonholing that's you know 
giving, that's not a voluntary situation. That's compelling your brother to do something you think is right. But, but again, that fails to comprehend that that person who you want to compel to get vaccinated is an image bearer of God. And as such, I need to show him respect to, if, I, if that is what God is calling him to do and he's sinning, is that between me and him or him and God? Well, right. I, I guess the, the the pushback would be that um, the person sinning because they can be putting people at harm, being asymptomatic with the virus, and potentially putting somebody at risk of dying. Yeah. So, so I mean, the Bible talks about you know also this. Is, I, I don't want to take this text out of context, but my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. If, if at this point in the, co- the pandemic, you think that asymptomatic spread is a problem and you're putting other people at risk, I would say you're exceptionally ignorant and listening to lies. <laughs> and what? Listening to what? Lies. <laughs> okay. Because, because it, it's it, like, it's, it's undeniable. Like, and, and this is where, like, so, so I would straight up say they're the one who's in the wrong. They're the one who's actually sinning because you're compelling your brother based on a falsehood, let alone. Now, I, by no means is, am I trying to say, oh, we don't have to consider loving our neighbor. No, of course. If you have a neighbor who's afraid of the unvaccinated, okay, how are you going to love on them? It's not by going to get vaccinated. It's much bigger than that, right? Like to, to, to say, oh, I have to do the thing because I would go to um, Romans 14. No, uh, I, I was thinking about the um, tyranny of the younger brother was the sermon. It actually is Romans 14. It was a sermon. Uh, Romans 14. Yeah, 14. Um, that is the section on meat offered to idols, the weaker brother. And the strong, the weaker Jew, stronger Jew. Yes. Yeah, so, so at Ezra Institute, Tim Stevens was preaching, mm-hmm. and he pro- preached on Romans thirteen and Romans fourteen. And his sermon on Romans fourteen was the tyranny of the younger brother, right? And and the idea being, the younger brother is afraid. So, does that mean we just adhere to whatever? Or afraid is in, in my context. Obviously, in the text context, it's not fear. Do we adhere to the younger bro- the weaker brother's sin or potential sin? No, we 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 actually show love and compassion to the scenario such that I don't mm. want to be a stumbling block, but I don't force everybody to comply with their ideology that's false. You know, I actually you know what, Joey, I never I never considered that um that point. I never heard that nuance in regards to um a person so the the stronger brother, weaker brother, stronger Jew, weaker Jew, meat offered to idols. The weaker person does not feel um, that it's right to be eat meat offered to idols. But if that weaker person view is is sin, then technically you are you can't necessarily accommodate the person in their sinful belief. Well, and you shouldn't um, you shouldn't mandate. Their simple belief. Oh well, okay, yeah, well, okay, well, that's taking it. No, no, yeah, but this is the point. That's the where, that's the tyranny um, of the younger brother. That's the point that that Tim mm, Stevens tyranny was tyranny of the younger brother or weaker brother, weaker brother, <laughs> weaker brother. <laughs> that's what that's what he the sermon was literally called. 
Oh my tyranny! Oh, okay, I gotta look that one up. <laughs> so, so that's interesting. That's that's interesting. I gotta go back and look that so up. That's he, if anything, I should email him to get. It. He has this really great chart showing a spectrum, and and on one end, you've got you know essentially not loving by the stronger brother, and on the other end, you've got not loving by the weaker brother, and it's the accommodations in the middle that is loving. Right. And so the, for the stronger brother, well, then I'm not going to be a stumbling block. I'm not going to put this, you know, I'm not going to show up at the guy's house with meat that he, that yeah, I know yeah, is yeah, yeah. sacrificed to idols, be like, eat and make him feel like he's, you know, but I'm also not going to, as the weaker brother, if I hear mm-hmm. of them going into a scenario of someone else doing it, I'm not going to condemn them because of, my personal convictions, right? And we have other texts in the Bible that talks about this, right? Like if if I'm convicted on, let's call it a gray issue that's not explicit in the Bible, am I called to con- tell other people that they need to f- follow my convictions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I guess the way how I'm seeing it um, is two observations that I think the convoy does have theological implications as it relates to uh, the church, and you know whether it's should they be open during lockdowns, opening during lockdowns, uh, vaccine passports to get in the church, um, singing with masks on, being at full capacity, um, all these all these things practically affect the church. So th- th- these are reasons why Christians would um, lean towards supporting the convoy. Um, my response. Uh, to somebody who would say, who would use the argument of, you know, loving your brother. Um, I would say, and this is not my point, but this is from actually uh, Pastor Mark Dever. He made a point that, you know, we have to be careful of uh, Bible verses that could be used either way mm-hmm. to support either argument, mm-hmm. right? Because it could easily be flipped to say, oh, well, if you love your neighbor, yeah. um, get vaccinated. Or if you love your neighbor, well, um, fight for those who had their EI taken away. Yep, right, yep, yep. had their job. So, so, so this is how I would respond, and it's for the listeners as well. The, I think the best way to respond is to say, okay, you know what? Yes, we love our neighbors. We love our neighbor to the right of us, and we love our neighbor to the left of us. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, even right to the right of us, and we love our neighbor to the left of us. We want to be considerate um, and gracious towards those who feel unsafe about. Um, the virus, but also we have to also support those who feel confident around the virus. And so, mm-hmm. as a Christian, that's that's us being um, gracious, gracious to both sides, and not and not picking, not being partial, mm-hmm. right? Because the scripture talks about not being, uh, um, being impartial, not being partial towards those um, to anybody, right? Because that's mm-hmm. how we show love. So, what does that look like to? Show grace and love your neighbor um, who chooses not to get vaccinated but can't go to the gym, um, has lost their job, uh, can't can't fly, all these things. So these and the, these are all things to to consider. Um, but uh, just for the sake of time, we, we got to move on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I would just say the 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 one way I would put it is that there's an aspect of it's got to be in grace and truth, mm-hmm. right? Like right, you can't right. have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, okay. Now, now, now for you, for your two cents, Joel. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So 
<laughs> okay, do you think the convoy will achieve its goal? Um, I would argue it already has. Oh, what the? What you, what you talking about, Joel Jeezy? Uh, the biggest tool in the conservative party is no longer around. The biggest tool? Is, is, that, is that a pun? Is that a, is yeah, that a bar? Tool. O tool <laughs> is a tool. Old tool? Oh, okay. O tool is a tool. <laughs> He's a, okay. he's a he's a tool of the liberals. Like he's, he's a tool of the man. I uh I, I posted on uh social media. Actually I posted on Twitter that that after like so anyways the convoy stuff um was essentially causing a rift in the party because he's he's been playing the center the whole time. When it comes, mm. to, you know, during the election he was playing mm. the center on the vaccine stuff, not at all holding a conservative you know, sort of rights-based position at all. No concern for, you know, um, going against the mandates in any regard. It was always like, you know, even his, his comment was like, oh, we need to have vaccine clinics for the truckers. Like, no, no concept that the people at this point in time, the people who have not got the vaccine are not getting it. Like, there's a hard line there. They're not getting it. And, and if, if you've had conversations with people who got it originally, there's like I, I've had conversations with people who message me being like, dude, I got this vaccine early because I thought I was protecting grandma. I want to see my family. I want to travel. And now I realize like, this is, this is a joke. It doesn't even protect my grandma. It maybe protects me. And I didn't need to be protected. I wasn't worried about COVID. I'm definitely not getting a booster. So, so my point is that like, you know, tool was, was, was just a, I use the term red Tory, right? He's, he's essentially, what's a, hold on, hold on. What's a red Tory? So red being liberal, Tory being a conservative. He's basically, you know, uh, there's a, in the, in the U S they have, um, a, a Republican term is called rhino Republican in name only same concept. Mm. Um, and, and they essentially are, you know, more on the liberal side or, or lean very liberal, but have, you know, wear the blue, blue hat in Canada. Right. So, um, it, Peter McKay is the same. He was the guy who ran sort of against O'Toole. Um, and he left the party after losing. Now, if he comes back, potentially he'll run as, and try to take that position again. Um, so I would say, and, and, you know, you hear Candace Bur I think her name is Candace Burgeon. Burgeon, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, she's essentially the interim leader mm -hmm. tonight in the House of Commons. She's like, when is the prime minister going to tell Canadians all mandates are gone? When are you going to give us a date that all meant? O'Toole never would have spoken like that. So with O'Toole, oh, what, what about Pierre? What about Pierre? So, uh, so Pierre's been been relatively good um, in terms of blasting the liberals on their finance perspective. But that's where he, he was the finance critic for a while. Um, and now I don't know what his title is now, but he's been really good sort of criticizing the liberals' policies. Um, I would say he just had a video that came out as like his campaign speech. I was very impressed. Um, but so was I. I. I would say... Is it a I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Is it a winning strategy? Is it a, you know, is it a someone who's going to get the lead and then fall back into lobbyists, so, you know, or or is he actually sort of promoting a very let's get the government out of the way so that people can rebuild the economy? Like that that's the rhetoric, right? Um and and let's see if he actually does that. You know, he's going to cut red tape on production of houses. 
because that's our problem. The supply of housing takes twice as long as the amount of immigrants we have coming in. So, I mean, sidebar totally, but but my point is, you know, he's he's running for the election. So the issue with just to go back to conservatives, as I understand it, Candace took the interim leadership, but she can't run for the leadership, which which actually makes her more dangerous in my opinion to the to the liberals because she has nothing to lose. And so, you know, in in the apparently the House of Commons debate tonight was on fire. Like it was actually like a debate again for the last two years, none of the sort. Everybody's been kowtowing to each other and just it's been a joke. If you vote against something, you get kicked out of your party. That's basically what we've seen. Um, so uh, that and and what we've seen, you know, inspiring people across the world to start other, you know, like I said about um, Australia starting theirs. And there's a number of other, th- okay, you know, Saskatchewan's announced the ending of all mandates. Um, that sort of was already, I think it was already happening, kind of. Um, you've got... The, there's a second sort of convoy in Alberta with a standoff at the Coots American border. Uh, that's potentially uh, all the um, rural MPs almost got Jason Kenney kicked out of his party, who's the sitting um, premier of that province. So you know you've got this conservative uproar um, within their parties that that would have never happened without this convoy. Um, that's causing the political atmosphere to actually have something other than sort of what I said before. Oh, we're just on this trajectory to, you know, agenda 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. World Economic Forum, sort of fourth industrial revolution, the great reset type of stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's actually pushback on, on some of those principles or concepts being applied. And, you know, we've got, uh, Let's call it runaway inflation. And if we don't have any sort of political discourse, uh, that's going to make things excessively worse. And so I think um, for the most part, they have achieved the goal, which is to cause some discourse. Um, if I, I would say to you from what I've seen, the, the, the rhetoric from the truckers is until all mandates are gone, we're not leaving. So. I think it's very likely that they will succeed. I just saw a CBC article that was like, basically large towing companies are like, yeah, there's no way we could get them out of there if the truckers don't want to move. <laughs> so um, basically the government's handcuffed. And, and although the rhetoric from, I'll call them the new cathedral, which is you know government and politicians combined, or, or legacy media and, and, you know, the government has been very uh, demeaning and divisive. The support just continues to grow. You know, you've got, again, well, we haven't even touched the GoFundMe controversy. You know, essentially the government took ownership of, of, use, of being able to get, sorry, I shouldn't say the government. Uh, there was, I have an article. Um, I believe it was the, uh, Ottawa police, this is a, the headline of a, the post-millennial article. Ottawa police admit to lobbying GoFundMe to withhold funds from Canadian truckers. And so you've got the GoFundMe page getting shut down at, when they were over 10 million bucks. 
give send go has launched as an alternative it's already over five and a half million us dollars and and so you know this is not going away anytime soon and i would argue um it seems very likely that i could come home at the end of february and not have to do testing to get back in the country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about you what's your uh what's your two cents uh well yeah there's there's, there's a lot of layers to peel back with this uh, so just two. So I want to make two points. Uh, the first one is concerning uh, racism um, at, at the protests, and I, and I just want to be clear that uh, racism has nothing to do with the Freedom Convoy, right? It's not racism that's keeping me from getting on a plane to go to England to see my uncle Mark. It's not racism keeping me from pickup games at LA Fitness. And it's not racism that's keeping me from, you know, putting food on my table, right? It's the vaccine mandates that's keeping me from doing those things. So there's a group of visible minorities uh, who don't care if it's the KKK or even Satan himself standing out in the cold at those rallies, right? If they can achieve the goal of uh, getting back their civil liberties, then those people aren't complaining. Now, as it relates to uh, answering the question, I would say uh, to those who say no, but want to say yes, um, they think the truckers will uh, get the vaccine mandates lifted. I'm going to give you three things to consider that will increase your hope. So point one, political pressure. So with the conservative party leader like Aaron, like, um, like Joel said, um, Aaron O'Toole um, getting the boot for being indecisive on the Freedom Convoy issue. Um, it's opened up the door for Pierre uh, Paulier, Paulier, I think I pronounced his name right, um, who's, who's more of a legitimate conservative party leader uh, who is uniting uh, divided conservative Canadians. Or Leslie Lewis. Or, or, well, either way, um, this is definitely, um, they're kind of riding the wave of the Freedom Convoy to unite a once divided conservative group of Canadians. Um, at this point, whether you're PPC or, or Christian heritage, I think at this point, um, everybody's just like, look, man, let's just get this vaccine mandate off the table um, and, 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 and come together uh, to see what, what they can achieve. Uh, my second point is that um, there's international pressure. So the time is now, if you think about it. Other countries have already lifted their vaccine mandates. England, France, Israel, Denmark, Sweden, the Netherlands, and Ireland. Right? So we have to remember that politicians set trends. The politicians, sorry, politicians don't set trends. They follow them. So what that means is that social change doesn't happen from the top down is to throw money at the problem, but that social change happens from the bottom up, from the grassroots level. And so that leads me to my final point, uh, the social pressure. So the Freedom Convoy has captured the hearts of Canadians and also the world, as Joel said before. Uh, so we don't have to be fooled by legacy media, right? The truckers don't just represent the unvaccinated, but they also represent the vaccinated. So we all have friends and family who got vaccinated for the wrong reasons, <laughs> fearing the vaccine mandate more than the virus. Uh, I was watching the movie the other night, um, and uh, the uh, Green Green Book 
and there was a quote in it, and, and the guy said, a genius is not enough. It takes courage to change people's hearts. Now, with all due respect, um, no, no disrespect to Justin Trudeau, but I got to call it like I see it, talk it like I be it, walk in my walk, thugged out orthopedic. I've noticed that he hasn't shown any genius as it relates to these policies. And he hasn't <laughs> shown any courage in confronting the truckers. Right? There's an old um, um, proverb, uh, pastoral proverb that says, a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. Shout out to Phil Thomas. So, a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew, meaning mm. that if your leader um, isn't, isn't um, all there, then those people who are following him will be just even more lost. So, so the point is that what we're seeing now politically, socially, um, internationally is that there's blood in the water and the sharks are circling uh, the Parla Parliament Hill building. So what, so what we see with the Freedom Convoy is that they're uniting and inspiring Canadians with something we've never seen in decades, and mm -hmm. that's courage. Mm. And that's so, my two cents. And, and I'll finish it off with a great joke that I heard about Trudeau. If hide-and-go-seek was an Olympic sport, Justin Trudeau would have a gold medal. What do you guys think? This guy's nowhere <laughs> to be found. Anyways. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, what what's your two cents? Uh, I'm assuming we'll be, we'll be coming back to this issue. Uh, hopefully, well, I mean, hopefully to some extent when it publishes uh, this Friday, uh, maybe this is already our said and done, but something tells me it's going to be a little bit more drawn out. So, um, you know, maybe- A little maybe, more a little more drama? A little, yeah, a little more drama, a little more drawn out, a little more, I mean, even, you know, knowing how slow government seems to work, even if they're going to roll back these mandates, it'll be- uh, Hopefully, some goalposts that don't move, but but potential moving goalposts might result in uh, trucker convoy 2.0. Um, yeah, but so. let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know how to reach us: uh, six cents report at gmail uh, dot com. Six cents report on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, bring a guest on to to chat about this uh, as it culminates. And, yeah. and maybe get some uh, additional two cents. So if you have any other questions or, or things about this you want us to chat about, let us know. Six cents makes change. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.